0: bridge toll california customer service number
1: highway miles to the gallon ford focus thailand cave rescue operation what is schema f best wine bars in san carlos california
0: best western hotels how
1: old is Ronaldo? what
0: happened with big brother what's a good engagement how long gift? before a wedding should i send out how many save the, dates? Are in the first series use IMAP to playoffs. check gmail on other email clients identify fonts
1: from where to find you were four
0: Brian in Hi, welcome
1: We're going to be discussing enterprise SEO and how we think about planning and partnerships. Joining me is Craig Harkins, who's the director of SEO and content at Apartments.com, which is a world leader in commercial real estate information with a comprehensive data set of real estate data throughout the U.S. and Canada. They manage various web properties. These include Apartments.com, ForRent.com, and ApartmentFinder.com. And today, Craig and I are going to be discussing planning and partnerships in the enterprise SEO space Okay, here's my conversation with Craig Harkins, the Director of SEO and Content at Apartments.com. Craig, welcome back. Looking forward to diving into more of our monthly sessions here. How you doing?
2: Yeah, let's keep these going. This is good. We got some good feedback on the last one. Some of the questions I get from my team and from other colleagues around sprint planning, product planning. I think there's a lot to There's a lot to go in here, so I'm excited that we're uh, keeping this going.
1: No doubt. And this is an interesting topic, right, where SEO in its own right, depending on the size of the organization, depending on the way that the organization is structured, it gets a little bit tricky. There's a lot of different partners that SEO has to work with in order to be an effective channel, content, analytics, product. And in some cases, those exist within your unit and they exist within the SEO team. In other cases, they're partnerships, they're partner teams. And I think this is what makes SEO so complex. And candidly, at least at this point in my journey, I don't think that there's a right formula. There are some that that certainly are more effective for certain types of enterprises, but there isn't like an exact path. And if you put this person in this role within this department, everything's going to work out. It's not that that simple of a formula. My first question for you, Craig, is just, Generally speaking, what do you think that planning process looks like for SEOs in enterprise organizations? And what's the biggest priority? What is the first thing you need to make sure you nail down?
2: That is a great question. And it has changed slightly in the different organizations that I've been in. but. With larger organizations, you've got your big features. uh, Maybe you call them headliners, maybe you call them epics, maybe you call them your product launches that you've got for the year that are part of what the executives have in their cycle, the things that they want to talk about. So, knowing what those times of the year are. So for when I worked for a hospitality company, there was an owner's conference where you wanted to have all of your big product launches baked before then so that you could talk about them with with these ownership groups or investors at something at a place like apartments.com, there are a couple of different internal and external conferences through the year that, you know, the product teams want to have features launched for those so that we've got those things to talk about. And then SEO rolls into that, to how do you dovetail your work into those larger themes of what's releasing for the year or what's going out for the year. Because the common theme around SEO uh, talk with enterprise is how do you get yourself prioritized? How do you keep from getting bumped to the next sprint and the next sprint and then into the Backlog, which means that if you're in the backlog, you're really that work's not getting done. So you've got to find those headliners and then attach your SEO efforts to them. Or you have those individual SEO tickets have enough of an immediate impact that you can get them prioritized as bug fixes. But I prefer to be proactive in our approach to get them get them tied into what the themes of the business are for the year.
1: That is such a knowledge drop. And I think a lot of SEOs overlook this component in this planning process, which is, hey, my business has their own needs in their own cycle to executing the development of our company and the products or the services we offer. Right, like in, a, in an e-commerce business, there are cycles when products get released. Right, like you know the the new watches of the year are going to get launched, or the new line of swimwear is coming out for this summer, or what have you. That becomes a very natural cadence, and you probably want to do a lot of legwork before that in order to be effective. That might seem very natural to plan accordingly. In other services or B two B businesses, there's these events, there's these uh, conferences, there's internal releases that occur. And often as SEOs, we're so vigilant about what Google is doing, but we need to be aware of what our business is doing and plan accordingly to be, to have a bigger voice and and a bigger impact overall in the business. It's such a, such a critical message. And I 100% agree on that. Yeah,
2: exactly. We talk a lot about how does SEO get a seat at the table? And I'll, kind of set this here is we get a better seat at the table when we understand what matters to the executives and the decision makers. And if we want a seat at the table, that means we want to be a part of the conversation, not starting our own conversation. And so understanding where SEO is the component that drives additional visibility and traffic for those other initiatives is where you get more engagement for your tickets, your SEO features, and how they drive those other product launches, product features, marketing campaigns.
1: Yeah. And it's such an interesting point as an in-house SEO. Sometimes we're gravitated towards those business needs to get the seat at the table. I think for agencies and any of our listeners who are consultants or agencies, these are topics of conversation from day one. And I think that's something that's often overlooked. As a good partner, you are also aware of what the needs of the business are and how their own company product lifecycle changes throughout, throughout a year, throughout a quarter. And I think that's also something that's often really overlooked. What makes a team successful at this, though? Like what, well, let's say you you got it, you know when these big events are, you've kind of been at the company for a few years, maybe you're even battle-tested to some degree but in terms of the messaging of seo in those moments what works and what should you have prepared in order to be more effective in those critical moments
2: yeah and i think part of this goes back to how large of a roadmap do you have and where what conversations are you having with ux and product managers and marketing managers across the organization because when you see hey, we're going to launch this new segment, it's like the Spidey senses should be going off. They're like, oh, wait, there's a new segment. That's keyword research. That's how do we integrate with the marketing campaign? How do we make sure that any new landing pages are, are built correctly? What does that do to our navigation? What does it do to to content? And so there's a whole bunch of things that as SEOs, we can attach ourselves into with the project that then helps that be a success. And then maybe you get to roll in some of your other, what would normally be tech debt, but maybe it's something that you can roll in as part of support for this feature that, oh, well, we obviously need to solve this problem that we're having if we're going to get the most out of this new product launch. So you can kind of attach some things kind of like the, uh, how, in legislation, you get all these amendments that just get kind of tacked on. You, know, you <laughs> figure out how much of your other, you know, SEO tickets or bugs that your agency partners have pointed out to you that you can tack into a project that where it makes sense to help the project go along.
1: Definitely think that there's a much needed opportunity when it comes to expanding that voice at the seat of the table when you come with an organized kind of message that incorporates all these different uh, components of SEO. I feel that's where a lot of SEOs, especially newer SEOs who who are new to being in-house, get tripped up, right? Because I'm sure you've dealt with this a million times, Craig, where you're sitting at the table, you're getting all these very pointed SEO questions, and then suddenly the question comes up about, well, did you check with the paid search team? Is this converting for them too? Or the question that is, well, did, did analytics verify six test? And is it stamped with, is it rubber stamped by the analytics team? <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> it just derails the whole conversation and the whole plan. And you're like, that just got blown up. That stinks. So that's really one of the, I think, one of the great challenges.
2: Yeah, I learned early on in my career to go and get things blessed from analytics. Because if the <laughs> analytics team says, well we're not really sure that this will have any impact. And you're sitting with the executive in the room who can approve or deny your project, and you don't have that vote of confidence from the team that is trusted to provide all the numbers, then you're going to have a hard time getting your projects through. And that is the the internal relationship building. So like our team is talking daily with our analytics team, making sure that like, here's what we're seeing. Let's roll it into other things with analytics. What else can we tease out of that? Is that segment growing with other parts of the site? Is it something we're only seeing with SEO? We do have those conversations with our paid marketing team as well because we're trying to hit, you know, we're looking at traffic and what's that traffic mix and. If we're seeing things change from an SEO perspective, what is the ads team doing around traffic acquisition so that we can make sure that we're at least having the same conversations and we can also see what the trends are with each team. And that becomes the consistent messaging. If the paid team is saying one thing and we're saying a totally different thing about where the market is going. then there's a disconnect. And that speaks to there being something wrong internally. But when we're talking with each other and we can all say, okay, all of us agree that the market is going this way, we've got the analytics team giving us some additional insights so that we can bake our future plans or bake our response, then that just gives a lot more confidence to the executives whose job it is to just run the business uh, that each of the departments and it has a clue and is working in the right direction.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible,
1: p-r-e-v-i-s-i-b-l-e.io. No doubt. Everyone rowing in the same direction. It's not easy to say, hard to do. With that point, what works with these partner teams, right? Like like every company is a little bit different. And I think this is one of the interesting things about enterprise SEO is you might have some teams where content is its own department and has its own weight and merit inside the organization. Other teams have analytics and have internal analytics members who are part of the SEO group. Some teams are part of product. Some are part of marketing. And there's these different flavor profiles of the SEO group or the SEO owner and how they partner with these different constituent and, and key stakeholders across the organization what works and how do you get alignment with this these stakeholders
2: yeah so when i've worked with these larger teams it's matrix management you don't have direct authority over the analytics team you can't go say hey, go and pull this report for me because they probably have their own intake of 10 to 20 other problems that they're looking at across the business units. So if you can have an analyst assigned for SEO, that is great. You should lobby for that as much as you can because having that analytics resource that is part of the larger analytics team, but that can really answer your questions and become an expert is going to help that internal communication within the analytics team on, hey, here's what SEO is doing, here's what we're seeing, here's how it relates to the other user testing, analytics, test results that that we're seeing across paid, UX, et cetera. And then you've got those discussions building. When I'm coming into a new team or when new members come on to the team, I make sure to schedule some time for an intro, understand what their key metrics are, what you've got to understand what drives them and and what's important to them as a team so that you can shape the narrative with them on, okay, your tasks, you know, say, the analytics lead is tasked with all of these KPIs and reporting that out and reporting insights up to the executive one or two levels above you, then you know that the things that you want them to work on, that that analytics lead needs to be able to have some messaging to take up. So understanding where SEO has been treated in the past and how you can move that relationship forward some more. with. Like our the pay team, I will often go and ask for some help. Like, hey, what are your insights here? We're here's a problem we're having. Can you help us out with with some thoughts here? Like what's converting well for you to give us some ideas on maybe there's other content to look at or other particular campaign is working great. So how does that relate to a page type we have? And what insights can we have? Because then you're building that engagement, you're not going and asking them to do something or to change anything about what their day-to-day is. You're asking for their insights and their help and you're recognizing their expertise and, and that helps build that relationship between the other teams. So I would say the summing it up, two big things are you've got to have the discussions to understand what is important to each of those team leaders and then find where they can help you and then get them to ask you to help them.
1: Right, right. It's a process of trust, right? Like if you're able to help them with something or create a, a better story for them in terms of what their objectives are for the company, they're going to come and ask you for things and they're going to, be one of, they're going to want to be part of that, that conversation. And I think it gets trickier with teams like analytics, right? With content, I think there's a much more fluid kind of partnership and trust building exercise where it's like, hey, I've got these great insights and you can use them to write better copy that gets more traffic and it you know helps everybody. But such a critical piece to a enterprise SEOs or even an agency who's supporting enterprise teams to be aware of that, that component of connecting that, the dots with those stakeholder teams and building that trust. You know, as we think about this conversation, we're coming off the backs of a Google update here. We're recording right now in end of March, uh, early April, and you know, we're, we're seeing the end of, of this, this update and this core Google update. And one of the things that, that kind of just dawns on me, and I'd love to get your perspective on Craig, is how should in-house SEOs, enterprise SEOs be thinking about the planning and the preparation when Google makes changes? And that kind of like taking the outside information about what Google's doing and then voicing it and and sharing it and and communicating it within the in-house partners and and executives and teams.
2: Yeah, I mean, an in-house SEO team, you've got to have your messaging and you've got to have your messaging plan because your job is to shepherd that organic traffic and to alert teams as to what changes you may need to be making. So where we are, we've it's a large enterprise, larger sites, you make changes a little bit slower than, than a small site or, or a startup can. And so you've, you still have your themes of what you're working for. And, and that goes back to what I was talking about, having your headliners, having your, your overarching themes for the year. Certainly, if there's a big shift and it's like, oh, we were doing, we thought that 10,000 words on the page was going to be the thing. And we had this, we had all these writers set up and we're baking out all this content. And all of a sudden it shifts to small snippets are all that matters now. Then something that dramatic, you've got to kind of make a quick change and reallocate. But for most of these core updates, we're seeing them following similar themes. There are patterns over the year that Google is moving some levers, maybe tightening the dial on on one or two quality metrics or page metrics. And what we found is that when we dig into an update and working with our analytics team on, hey, what's going up, what's going down, what are the themes, we can map out are there things that at a higher business level we did to change that could be impacted here? Are there immediate responses we need to take in the next one to two sprints? Or does this fit with the themes of what we've already mapped out for the year? And then keep along those. So I think the great thing about that agile working environment and the the sprints is you can carve out some of your development capacity to say, okay, we had planned to do this in Q4. It's more important to get it done now. So we're going to shift our roadmap around. And you just message that out and say, this is why we're making this change so that you've got your messaging up to your leadership as to why you're making a change, what you expect the impact to be, and just... Having all of that baked in, so I would say with you know with any of these updates, you know we've got a pretty healthy roadmap of items that we want to accomplish, and it maybe changes priority of one to two things, but it doesn't change the overarching themes and how we're packaging up the work
1: yeah it's so fascinating to me that like the simple concept of re- reactive versus proactive right, and I think that A lot of teams, when Google makes an update, it's incredibly reactive conversation that happens as you follow up with executives and you follow up with internal partner teams. And candidly, I think some of the world-class SEO teams that are proactive, you're talking about this probably in your annual planning meeting, your check-ins with your senior leadership team or your boss, in the sense that we all know as SEOs that updates are coming. Like, it's not a surprise that they're going to happen. Sometimes it's a surprise what they do. <laughs> and sometimes it's a surprise exactly when it occurs. But it's not a surprise that it happened. It's going to happen. It's part of a, of a search engine and how a search engine ecosystem evolves. But messaging, I love it when, when I hear SEO leaders say things like, well, there's always things we don't know, but we expect that Google's going to have somewhere between three, maybe four, possibly six core updates. These are really going to be critical for us to monitor when they occur and our team will be prepared to, to address when these occur. That gives an executive or a leader a chance to actually think about the dynamic nature of SEO. And that's, that it's, it's not a linear investment like paid search, where you put a dollar in, you get a dollar out. That there are unexpected forces that like Google updates, competitor changes, all these other things that can change the course and change our plans. And so I think it's such an important piece of the message and a, and a key one to be proactive as you think about moving forward. So, Craig, on this point, it's always great to get the messaging out on Google updates, but I'm curious to get your your take on when, when we are in control of the, the things we can do on our site, how do we get it organized? How do we get our ideas, our concepts organized and then into the right hands of the engineering teams or the partner um, teams that are going to execute that work? Right.
2: This is something I've worked with some team members on, as well as when I work with agency partners, taking those lists of here are the top 20 SEO tickets. And if you think about it from a, if you approach the SEO, like technical SEO errors or optimizations as a, bug fix type process where you just take the next one and do it and just work down that list that's more of a bug fix type approach but from the product approach we want to take those items and group them into themes so that we can tie them up to a feature and so I had someone that was having had a few good ideas was tr- having problems getting them implemented and when we talked through them like well one, three, five, six, and seven are all related to internal linking. And they're actually all related to internal linking on some specific categories that we have. So let's create a feature around search visibility of this category. And we tie these individual items as user stories that then could all go into one sprint. And then it's one body of work It's something that the dev team can demo and can show like, here's this thing that we did, as opposed to we changed this link, we updated that link pack, we moved this header that they don't sound really excited about, but getting them into here's this feature that has a goal of improving this particular category we have. And when we group that together, it then makes it easier to get buy-in, to get it prioritized. You're not getting the individual tickets prioritized, you're getting the feature prioritized. And your impact, your overall impact, because you're scoring the impact of the feature, not the impact of each individual story. So you've got some more impact to come into the planning with to talk to the other product managers around where does your work go versus their work? what can wait a sprint or what needs to go now. So that exercise of packaging up any of those tickets into their overarching themes so that you can get more of it through at once is been something that's helped me a lot when I've worked with agencies and it's helped my team in in getting their work
1: done. No doubt. I mean, that epic size type work where you're breaking down a lot of tasks. It changes the story too, right? It changes the impact story. It creates more clarity for partners. And it just really exemplifies like, hey, we have a big body of work that can drive a a much more significant amount of impact to the business. And this isn't about just fixing a whole bunch of little problems or, or things, recommendations that Google's given us. It's a much broader sweeping effort or initiative. And I think that that is a key component to the successful planning process
2: yeah another thing i'll I'll say around that is it's important to have those conversations with the engineering team so that you know when you're grouping those items together to understand which items are are really within the same part of the code base so rather than having three different sprints where they're going to be going into the same part of the code and and tweaking it if you know that all of these things are within the same code base, so they only have to go in there once, then that's going to be a a better, you're getting the feature together and you're making the developers happier by because they don't have to go in and test the same piece of code through multiple sprints. You're getting it all done in one effort.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Craig Harkins, Director of SEO and Content at Apartments.com for joining us. If you would like to learn more about Craig, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is at Craig Harkins, or visit his company website, Apartments.com.